So I have a story to tell all of the kids that are out there. We're not going to have you come forward, but I want you to know I'm talking to you all out there, okay? The grown-ups you can listen to if you like. So when I was a little kid, one of the first things I learned how to do was pray. My dad was gone a lot. He was in the Air Force, so he wasn't home very much at that time. So it was really my mom who sat with me every night at bedtime, and we would pray together. And we would start out with a standard prayer. We would say that and recite it together every time. It was part of our ritual. She would sit on my bed, and she would tuck me in, And she always was very careful to make sure she tucked in my two best friends. This is Henry and Frisky. It always goes Henry and Frisky, never Frisky and Henry, and I almost messed that up. These were my two best friends when I was a kid, and I did a lot of praying with these guys as well. So my mom would tuck me in, and she'd put Henry and Frisky really tight next to me, and we would say this prayer, And then we would give blessings to all the people that were in my life that I loved. So I would say, God bless my mom and my dad and my sisters and my doggies and my best friend Sally and all kinds of other things that I just don't remember anymore. But we would also always pray for this woman that my mom and I had never met before. And this woman was my other mother. And that's the story that I want to tell you today. So when I was born, my mother placed me for adoption. She was a college student, and I don't think she was quite ready to raise a little baby. So she placed me for adoption, and I was in a foster home for about nine months. And then I was shown to this couple who really, really wanted to have a little kid in their life. And they saw me, and they fell in love with me right away. And I'm not exactly sure why, because I was bald. I had these really, really big eyes. I had this long, long, skinny face. I was not a cute kid. No, really, really, I was not a cute kid. But they loved me anyhow, no matter how funny looking I was. And they decided to make me part of their family. It was a pretty special time, I have to say. So at bedtime, my mom and I would pray for my mother. We would thank her for bringing my parents and I together so we could be a family. We would pray that she would have a life filled with love and happiness and joy just like I was. We really wanted the best for my mother, so my mom and I prayed for her. Now, later in the service, Justin is going to teach you different kinds of prayer. But I thought I would share with you a version of the prayer. It's kind of like the one I used to say with my mom. Now, for you grown-ups, this is a prayer that you may have recited when you were a kid in your childhood. But I'm going to teach a different version. This is a version by Kate Braestrup, and it's from her book, Beginner's Grace. Okay, so I'm going to say the prayer once all the way through, and then we'll practice saying it together, okay? All right, so here's how the prayer goes. Now I lay me down to sleep. 
I pray that love my soul will keep. My body rest, my love expand to every soul in every land. Okay, should we say that together? Should we try? All right, I'll say a line and then you say it after me, okay? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray that love my soul will keep. My body rests, my love expands. To every soul in every land. Good job. Let's try that again, okay? Let's try one more time. Now I lay me down to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray that love my soul will keep. My body rests, my love expands. To every soul in every land. And then once you say that standard prayer, that ritualized prayer, then you can add your blessings and thanks afterwards. So I would say, please bless my moms and dads and sisters and brothers and grandparents and all our family near and wide. Please bless my puppies and kitties and all the pets. Please bless the people of my church, my friends, my my teachers, my coaches, and also, please bless the people that I've never ever met, but who live deep inside my heart. Amen. So I'm really glad all of the children are with us this morning and all of you are with us this morning and I just have a couple of things I want to share with you this morning but before I do that this is the preface to the little wisdom story and that is a reminder that even though I'm going to talk about four particular kinds of prayer in just a minute here an actual and an actual structure that you might try as you deepen your own prayer life there's all kinds of different ways to pray, and there's all kinds of different prayers. I mean, I hear you all playing, and it's like this joyful sort of prayer. And I, and I see some of you in the back with your young children holding them, and, and there's a prayer of just like holding your child, right? And just, man, I can't even believe this, and I love you. Like, that's a prayer, too. It's wide and expansive. It's about a relationship. Prayer is about a relationship with ourselves, with the world, with one another that's different, than the ordinary day-to-day. End of preface. All right. So here's what I'm curious, and this is especially, I'm talking to some of the kids who are in this space too. How many of you, and adults, you can put your hands up too for this, how many of you all gathered around a table or a space or something this past week and ate a bunch of food with some family or some friends or maybe some family and friends and strangers? How many of you did that? Yeah, Right, almost all of us, probably, probably almost all of us, most of us. And at that table, um, did one of the adults or maybe even one of the children or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a friend, did somebody say a blessing or a, a grace or was there a prayer? Did you hold hands? Let me see, let me see that again. So, oh, about half of you, maybe more than half of you. Yeah, this is, that, that is the 
one of the basic kinds of prayer, the thank you prayer, the thanksgiving, the giving thanks prayer. So that is one of the types of prayer that I want to talk about that I think is, it is so important for us to have those moments where we can stop and pull back and say, wow, thank you for this food, friends and family. Thank you for my friends and thank you for my health, whatever that health might be. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for this time to be together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is one of the foundational prayers. And there's a woman named Anne Lamott. Some of you probably know Anne Lamott and some of her writing. She's a white woman who does some great writing. And she wrote a book called Thanks, Help, Wow. And I'm going to get to these other prayers in a second. And we added one. We'll get to that in just a minute. So thanks is one of the core prayers. If you're going to start somewhere, you could just start with prayers of thanks. The next prayer, help. Help. We have been there. I think about this sanctuary when we have dedicated little children in this space, when we've celebrated people's lives in this space. And there are tears so often in both of those services. And I understand those tears to be a prayer and often a prayer of help. Like, help me. I'm grieving or help me. I'm a new parent. Help me. I've, I need some courage. I need some strength. Help me. Help me. We live in a world where many of us Many of us walk around with the facade where things are together, our lives are good. So the help me prayer, starting just in your own head, in your own heart, but then a prayer that you can actually share with others to say, help me, is a powerful, powerful prayer. And then there's the wow, the wow prayer. Wow. Or the mom prayer, right? right? Like, <laughs> so, well, Mother Spirit, help me. Wow. Okay. Wow. This, this is one of those prayers where the beauty of the experience or this moment that is happening just catches you so off guard that you can't even believe it. And I actually had a moment like this this morning. I was looking in the paper at the weather, at the weather forecast for the next couple of days, and I was like, wow, it is going to be cold in Minnesota. It is going to be really, wow, isn't that amazing? But then there was, there was some depth to this prayer, not just like, <laughs> I'm going to bundle up and hibernate for the winter. But this sense of, isn't this incredible that we live in this place? And if we have access to the right clothes and can be outside in this, when it is that cold, everything is different. It sounds different. It feels different. The way cars move, the way your feet crunch on snow, if there's snow, there is a beauty when the sun is out and it is a blue sky and it is 15 degrees below zero. <laughs> wow! <laughs> there is a beauty there. And there are other places, too, where we are just so swept up that the wow prayer just comes out of us. Maybe when we watch our children or if our children are musicians or know how to swim and they do something and we just think, wow, that is amazing. They could not do that a month ago. But they're doing it now. And then the last prayer. So Anne Lamott in her book has thanks, help, and wow as these foundational prayers that are really important and connect us to ourselves and the holy. And then the last prayer that we added is oops. Because the fact of the matter is, and this came after some conversation with other ministers and just reflecting on the important prayers, the fact of the matter is we're human. All of us, every single one of us. And whether we mean to or not, we hurt 
people sometimes. We do things we wish we hadn't done. And so the oops prayer is the prayer where we might say, I am so sorry that I did that thing. I, I hope that you can forgive me. I, I will be different next time, or I will think differently next time, but I really know that I made a mistake, and I'm really sorry. That's the oops prayer. So those are just four of the kinds of prayers. Thanks, help, wow, and oops. And I am wondering uh, how many of you all pray in your families? Because you just put your hands up. So some of you, some of you pray in your families. We, we pray a little bit in our family. Mostly it's prayers of thanks, and mostly it's around dinner time where we do those prayers. But I'm wondering if you all realize, and I'm talking to the kids especially right now, do you know that I will often pray with people who come into my office? Sometimes people in this church need to talk about something going on in their lives. And often in my office, we will say a prayer of thanks or often a prayer around help. Like, I really could use some help. We need some help. And sometimes it's a prayer around oops. So I pray with my family. I pray with many of you when we, when we meet. In fact, I was with someone the other day, and we prayed in a very different way. It was just a quiet prayer. We just sat there at the end of the meeting. The other time we pray, and I'm wondering if you all know this. Some of you do, those of you who are worship associates. But we also pray every Sunday. There's a room back here. We pray right back here before the service starts, we gather with our worship associate and our chalice lighter. Nadia was our chalice lighter this morning. And we have a prayer where we help center ourselves and we think about each of the people who will come into this sanctuary, the, the joy and the grief, the gratitude they're carrying. And we pray that we might get out of the way so that the spirit of love might move in this service and that they might be touched and held and cared for and return to the world with a word of hope, with strength for the challenges they face. That is, that is the prayer. That's the prayer that we do back there every Sunday. And we do it with our worship associates and our chalice lighters. So it's, prayer has become, wow. Prayer has become, <laughs> this is, this is, the house that love built uh, artistry that, that is uh, actually quite beautiful. I didn't realize the hand was there. Um, <laughs> but prayer has become a big part of my life and my practice. And so what I want to share with you right now is this is one way. There's many, many, many ways to pray. But I want to share with you just four steps, uh, four pieces of, of, of prayer that you might think about in your own life and then practice in your own life this um, this week. But before I do that, what I, what I want to say, um, I'm just thinking about this, because only about a third of you or a quarter of you put your hands up to say that you did pray regularly or at home. So here's the question for the rest of you that didn't put your hands up. Why not? Like, you can just shout some stuff out, like, just really quickly, and I'll just say it so everybody can hear it, but why not? What's the, like, somebody at the first service said, well, I'm a theist, and my husband's an atheist, so that that's makes it hard to pray together and to pray at home. And someone said, I don't, I don't know about the beginning part. Like, dear God, I don't know. I can't. The salutation piece is really challenging for me, but, uh, <laughs> right? Like, that's real. Or if you're really grounded in a non-theist tradition, like, that can be a hang-up. Like, how do you even start the darn thing prayer-wise if you don't believe, believe in God? But I'm curious. What are some of the reasons you don't pray or don't make that a practice? Just shout something out. No ritual, just not the ritual of doing it. Okay, not in habit, I think I heard somebody say. 
Thinking about your past, it triggers things from the past and other prayer practice and ritual. That's good. Anything else? One or two more? Oh, so yeah, maybe you're praying and don't even know you're doing it. Maybe you do have it. Maybe by the end of this sermon, you'll be like, whoa, I'm praying a lot at home, and I didn't even know that. All right, one more. I heard one over here. What? You forget. Yeah, we're busy. You forget to do it. So here's the thing I want to say. How many um, of you kids... So our son is five years old and almost five years old. He'll tell you he's four and a half, but it'll be five in two weeks. So he's almost five years old and he's taking swimming lessons. I'm curious how many of the kids here have taken or are taking some kind of swimming lessons. You can just put your hands up. Let's, yeah, like a bunch of you. We should have a first universalist swim team and the nine, this service can like compete against the 930 service because there were a bunch of kids who were swimming in that service. No, we're not going to compete. We're just going to have fun together and swim. It's great you're learning how to swim. Here's the thing I know about swimming. My, our son is taking swimming lessons. And when he first started, and the teacher was like, hey, come in the water. And he's like, whoa, like, I think I'm going to sit up here. Like, I'm not interested in the water. And then after he got used to the water, they were like, all right, well, now you need to swim out to this other thing over here. I'll be right with you, but you need to practice putting your head in and blowing bubbles and moving out here. And he's like, no, thank you. I'm not into that. No, thanks. But it was a really good teacher, right? If you have a really good teacher... They can help you. They help you practice. They teach you how to do it. And so he came back from one of his swim lessons, and he's like, Dad, Dad, listen to this. Today we learned how to, like, cut the pizza and spread the sauce. (laughs) Cut the pizza and spread the sauce. And I thought... That's really amazing because it was, he, 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 he knows how to swim and he's confident and it was a good teacher. And so what I want to do now in this next part of the service is just share with you, try to teach you a couple of ways. There are many ways. These are just a few ways that you can think about prayer and maybe start to practice prayer. So the way to begin a prayer is often, not always, is a salutation. Can you say that word with me? Salutation. Kids, that is just a really big fancy word for like a greeting, like dear so-and-so or dear spirit of life or holy mystery or radiant one. There's all kinds of ways you can start your prayer. You can start it in all kinds of ways. But the point here is, and I know for some adults, this is the hang-up place. Like you're like, oh, I can't even think about, right, salutation goes sideways. Can't even think about how to do this. So you might even just not worry about the salutation for the first part. It might just start, it just might be said, you might say, I'm thankful for, I need help with. But a salutation is a way, when you say, dear God or dear spirit of life, it's a way to locate yourself in the mystery of this world. Are you with me? It's about a way to have your own ego find its right place. So it's not all your stuff, your needs, but locate yourself in the arc of this incredible world and life we, we live in. So salutation. Um, there's all kinds of ways you can do that. I actually, in fact, a couple weeks ago, Jen Crow in her sermon talked about praying to her ancestors, her, her grandmother. So that could be a way that you could do a salutation as well. So after the salutation... There's the stating of your intentions. So if you think of this as a big funnel, at the very top is kind of the salutation, and then the next ring down is intentions. And this is like the big picture stuff that you're bringing to the, to the prayer. Your hopes regarding God or the spirit of life. These can be intentions for yourself and for your community. So it can be something like, may we put aside all that would distract us from you, spirit of life. Or something like, may we feel love surround us and wisdom guiding us, even as our hearts are heavy with grief. That's the intention. 
kind of your hopes for this time with, with the spirit of life, with that larger source. And the third thing is, so salutation, intention, and then the request. This is more personal. This is the particulars of, of your life, of what you're bringing to this moment regarding yourself. And it could be for your community as well. It might be something like, may we always reach out to strangers and friends. May we have courage in hard times. May we receive unexpected gifts that give us hope, that give us hope. So salutation, intention, request, and then finally, bring the prayer to a close. And there's a lot of ways you can close a prayer. You can say, may it be so. You could say, blessed be. You could say, amen. Those are all great ways to end a prayer. So it's the salutation, like the greeting, the intentions and requests. Those can be the same sometimes, and then a close. And here's one minister's example of that of a prayer using that form, salutation, intention, request, and close. O Spirit that dwells within us all, may you be known and loved. That's the salutation. May your insight guide us. May your compassion fill us until this world is holy and whole. That's the intention. May your insight guide us. May your compassion fill us. That's the intention. May we receive the things we need for body and soul, and may we never stray from our heart's true path. That's the request. May we receive the things we need for body and soul, and may we never stray from our heart's true path. That's the request. Until the sun burns out and the stars grow cold. Amen. And that's the close. Salutation intention, request, and close. That's one way that you can pray. And so I want to give all of you and the children and the families who are with us here this morning, I want to give you some homework. And that homework is to practice prayer. Sometime this week at home with your families, it could be dinner time, it could be before bedtime, it could be breakfast time, maybe it's before brushing your teeth time but a time to practice prayer. And you can try using this structure or parts of it that work for you. You might mix up the intentions and requests. It's fine. There's not a right way to do it. I'm not taking notes. But do try it. Maybe write down the prayer first and then have something that you can say together. Experiment with it. Step into it. See what comes from the deepest places of your heart. And let me share one final prayer with you all today. And this is especially for the children who are with us. Uh, I want these kids to know that we love them and they're, we're really glad they're with us in this service. And so I offer this prayer in that, in that spirit. So if it's comfortable, close your eyes and I'll share this prayer with you. Spirit of life and love, may we see you in all people and in all things. May we, and especially these children who are with us, be held in your love. And may we all know that we are loved. May we practice prayer as a way to deepen our relationship to you, spirit of life. May it be so. And amen. So sometime this week, may a prayer of thanks of help, of wow, of oops, 
cross your lips. And may your relationship with yourself and with that source that is larger than us be deepened through prayer. May it be so, and amen.